Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This lecture is brought to you by Daral Arkham, the Center for Islamic Information and Education. We pray you benefit from this lecture and that this lecture brings you closer to Allah. For more lectures, you can visit our website at www.cii.org. Our topic today is uh, Can there be more than one Islam? And I have written part of it in the form of a dialogue Very, very short uh, piece uh, I intended to, to be more but uh, couldn't find time So inshallah I will work on it And I have asked uh, Ahmed and Kamal uh, to, 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 to take the role of uh, these, the roles of these two uh, people who are uh, uh, discussing this, uh, this topic and uh, have uh, chosen them for two reasons one, I want to have some rest <laughs> and the other, and they can read uh, better than I do so inshallah they will start now I remember the topic is can there be more than one Islam? He is uh, the, the good Muslim and the modern <laughs> It is haram to borrow or lend money with interest This is your opinion of the matter Not every Muslim agrees with you It is not an opinion It is the Islamic ruling Which, is, which the Quran clearly states But there are different interpretations of the Quran Yours is only one among many So you have no right to call it the Islamic ruling So where is the Islamic ruling then? There is no such thing as the Islamic ruling or position on any matter. To say so is to assume that there is only one Islam. But the fact of the matter is that there are as many Islams as there are interpretations of Islam. This would be so if all interpretations are accorded the same status or given the same status. But if each one of them is as good as the other, if all of them are legitimate, would you say so? Why not? You know that the Quran is a book. Its words and sentences are those of a particular language called Arabic. Don't you think that this alone would set some limit on what is to be accepted as a proper or improper understanding of it? No, because people can understand those words and sentences in different ways. Would you say the same about every speech usage in every language? Why not? If so, then language will lose its function as a means of communication. And if so, there would be no use in speaking or writing, and consequently no use in teaching or conducting research or making laws. And hence, no use for learning or teaching institutions, and no need for courts or prisons. How did you get all of this from what I just said? <laughs> Let me give you one simple example. Suppose that the legislative body of a country passed a law prescribing a certain punishment for stealing. Someone is accused of stealing, the judge tells him about the law and asks him whether he is guilty. He says to the judge, Your Honor, this depends on how one interprets the law. According to my interpretation, to which I am entitled, I am not guilty, and I believe that neither you nor the jury has the right to judge me guilty if your interpretation happens to be different from mine. I can see the dire consequences of applying my rule to human speech usage. But remember we're talking about scripture, about God's words. People can have the right to claim knowledge of what other people meant by the words they used, because they are human beings like them. 
But no one can have such a right when it comes to God's words. We can be sure of what His words are, but who are we to say what He really meant by those words? But this would mean that while human beings can succeed in using words to communicate what they mean to other human beings, God cannot do so. I never said He cannot. I do believe that God is omniscient and, omnip- uh, and omnipotent. I only meant to say that human languages are meant for humans. They cannot directly convey God's meanings, hence the need for interpretation. You are making some big and even contradictory claims here. What, what do you mean? I mean, well, I mean, first that you claim that human language cannot express divine meanings. But you do not give any evidence for this. Then you claim that the words God uses need to be interpreted, and this is a contradiction. How, how is that a contradiction? Tell me. Well, if the human language that God uses cannot convey his meaning, then there is nothing to be interpreted in the first place. Why not? Because for any interpretation to be useful or justified, it must be related to the original words to be interpreted. But if those words do not convey any meaning, or they convey a meaning that cannot be fathomed by any human beings, then there can be no room for interpretation in the first place. If what is called interpretation is not in any way related to the words of the divine book they claim to interpret, then they cannot be more than a person's own ideas or whims masqueraded as interpretations of divine words. Isn't that dishonesty? The worst kind of dishonesty, in fact. Okay, so what do you think of it then? Well, I strongly believe that there can be only one true Islam. Do you then deny the fact that people who call themselves Muslims have different interpretations of Islam and that those interpretations can be expressed of gender or racial or cultural prejudices? No. Just as I do not deny the fact that people who call themselves religious worship different gods. If this does not prove that there are in fact more than one God worthy of worship, so different interpretations of Islam do not prove that there are, as a matter of fact, different true Islams. I grant you the logical truth that from the fact that there are different interpretations, one cannot conclude that there are different Islams. Can you also grant me the logical truth that the possibility still remains for there to be more than one Islam? You still need a proof to rule out this possibility. I grant you the logical possibility, and I do have conclusive evidence that there cannot be more than one Islam. Would you like to hear them? I'm all ears. Okay, well first... The Qur'an is a message from God and as such must be meant to be understood. But the only way for it to be comprehended is to be expressed in a language that human beings understand. And this is in fact what God said. We have sent it down as an Arabic Qur'an that you may understand. And then secondly, if it is a message, it has to be consistent. Because if it were not, then its statements would cancel each other out. The Qur'an gives its consistency as proof that it is from Allah. Now, I have some thoughts that I write them down. But uh, these are the reasons why we say that uh, there can be only one Islam. The, uh, the Qur'an gives uh, its consistency as an evidence that it is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَلَوْ كَانَ مِنْ عِنْدِ غَيْرِ اللَّهِ لَوَجَدُوا فِيهِ اِخْتِلَافًا كَثِيرًا Had it been from other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they would have found many contradictions therein. Uh, so if it, is, uh, if it is consistent, then 
there can be no room for contradictory um, interpretations. Yani think of the Quran as statements. Statement P, statement Q, statement R, statement S, and so on so on. Now, if, uh, if these statements are to be consistent, then they cannot have contradictory interpretations. Because you cannot say, uh, those of you who studied some logic, you cannot say P and Q and R and S, for example, are consistent. Okay? Then, if these are consistent, then this cannot be consistent. You cannot say, uh, or just give two, two of them only. You can say P and Q are consistent. If they are consistent, then P non Q cannot be consistent. Uh, so if there, there are different interpretations, then those interpretations must be consistent. <laughs> and if they are consistent, they would express what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said. If they are not consistent, then we know that some of them must be wrong. Because this will, uh, would mean that there is contradiction in the Quran itself. And we know that many of these um, intra, uh, interpretations are contradictory. So some of them must be wrong, some of them must be right. So to say that because there are different interpretations uh, of the Qur'an, that all these interpretations are, uh, are legitimate or are to be, uh, to be accepted, uh, this cannot be the case. Also, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made the Qur'an a guidance. It is a description of the path that leads to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, the Qur'an does not talk about the path in, in vague matter, in, vague, in, in a vague way. Uh, the path uh, prescribes to you how to pray, how to fast, how to, what to eat, what not to eat, and uh, what kind of uh, relationship should be between uh, the two sexes uh, and so on this is, this is the straight path this is the path that leads to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now if we, uh, if, if we interpret uh, the, the, the Quran in, 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 in ways that uh, for example that Salah or let, let us take hijab because this is a popular example some people would say uh, this external hijab is not important what is important is the hijab that is in the heart <laughs> <You see? laughs> and, uh, and, and so if you have that uh, kind of hijab then you don't need this uh, superficial uh, hijab in fact one uh, Sudanese uh, who was condemned as a renegade he said he was once asked uh, what is the best kind of dress for a woman he said to go naked yes and, and he said this is because how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created her in the first place so this is the normal thing for, for now if people interpret 
uh, the, the, the path to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in these contradictory ways then this, this cannot be a path I mean you cannot say that uh, this road leads to New York for example and this road also leads to New York and that road leads to New York if they lead to different, uh, and, and, and different, uh, different directions, they cannot be all. They cannot uh, all be uh, roads that lead to New York. So the same thing. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala told us that the Quran is the straight path. This is the only path that leads to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. So this path must be uh, uh, understood. We, uh, we must know what this path is to take it and if uh, the path is to be interpreted in different, <laughs> in different ways then it cannot be a path also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, uh, tells us that uh, the Quran the Quran one of the miracles of the Quran is that uh, it creates brotherly feeling in the hearts of those who believe in it. وَأَلَّفَ بَيْنَ قُلُوبِهِمْ لَوْ أَنْفَقْتَ مَا فِي الْأَرْضِ جَنِيعًا مَا أَلَّفْتَ بَيْنَ قُلُوبِهِمْ وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ أَلَّفَ بَيْنَهُمْ So to have this effect, it must be, I mean, <laughs> the, the Quran must have a definite, uh, definite meaning. It cannot uh, have this effect if it is to be interpreted in different uh, and contradictory uh, ways. Also, the Quran tells us not to commit, not to make tahrif. You know what tahrif is to change the words of Allah subhanahu wa taala to corrupt them. But if every kind of interpretation is to be accepted, then what is tahrif? There will be no tahrif. Uh, there will be no tahrif. And the and the verses which tell us not to me to make tahrif would have no, uh, no meaning at all. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us also uh, to make, uh, to, to, to ponder over the verses of the Quran and to think uh, deeply about them. This is the meaning of tadabbur. So to have tadabbur, uh, the, 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 the verses must be consistent because one of the ways of making tadabbur is to consider one verse with the other verse with the third verse with the hadith of the Prophet and so on but if there are different uh, uh, interpretations then you cannot make any tadabbur uh, one verse says something the other verse is interpreted uh, uh, in a way that contradicts uh, with the first, uh, with the first verse, a hadith of the Prophet ﷺ that sheds light on the uh, on the verse is denied and said that I mean, not to be accepted. So there would be no room, or no way, no possibility for uh, for um, making tadabbur uh, of the Quran. Uh, the same thing applies to tadarus, uh, to study the Quran uh, and. Uh, also, one of the, uh, of the many arguments is that uh, this is in fact how the Quran was um, understood by the Prophet ﷺ and by the companions of the Prophet ﷺ. They did not say that uh, 
this is a divine book uh, the words of, of the Quran are divine so they cannot be uh, understood by us and they must have um, a deeper uh, a deeper meaning um, uh, to which no one can have any access then what is the use of sending a message if it cannot be understood and as the brothers read uh, for you the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said he sent it uh, uh, to be understood and in fact uh, al in his uh, famous book Al-Muwafaqat uh, uh, when he talked about the goals uh, of the Quran Maqasid al-Shari'ah he, he mentioned four of them the first one is that this, the whole Sharia came for the benefit of human beings benefit in this life and in the hereafter Masalih so if if it is, if it is to be a maslaha, then it is to have a definite meaning. You cannot say uh, that this medicine is a cure, say, for cancer, huh? and then the, another medicine, which does just the opposite of what that medicine does, is also a cure for cancer. It, it cannot be so. So if, if the Quran is to be is to is to have this maslaha effect on on the people. It must have a definite meaning. The second maqsad uh, or goal he said is that Allah subhanahu wa taala meant it to be understood. This is one of Allah subhanahu wa taala conveyed to us the Quran in such a way that it can be understood by human beings. So this is one of the goals uh, of the Quran. Uh, just for just to complete the others, who they are not relevant here. The third one is that uh, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala made this uh, message in such a way that people can practice it. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala does not uh, tell us. Allah now we can see that even this is relevant. <laughs> Allah Taala does not tell us to do something which it is impossible for us as human beings to do. So, if all kinds of interpretations are to be accepted, then someone might interpret one of the verses in such such a way as to to tell us to do something which it is impossible for us as human beings to do and by the way some people do this people, for, for example it is, it is no, no human being has control over what occurs to him hmm? even, even the worst kinds of ideas can occur to you so if someone tells you no it is haram to have these kinds of ideas what can I do? Huh? You are even uh, praying. Suddenly the shaitan comes and says, You, you believe that uh, Allah created everything? You say, Yes. Who, cre- huh? uh, who created Allah? This, the shaitan comes and asks you this question. Huh? And, and, uh, and the Prophet, in fact, said that this is a sign of faith. Hmm? Just the, yeah, and, but some people say, No, you cannot have. Uh, you cannot have uh, 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 harbor such uh, uh, such uh, horrible <laughs> ideas. Uh, so the, the the first one 
and that uh, he said that it is uh, uh, it is it is the the the, the third uh, goal is that uh, is that uh, uh, that it, that all human beings are to be I mean people are to be governed by it to live under its uh, jurisdiction. So the, all these three are like a means to the first and more important one, and that is uh, the maslaha. So the Quran has to be interpreted in, uh, in ways that do not make its uh, verses uh, contradictory, uh, or that make the verses uh, contradictory with uh, uh, hadith of the Prophet does this mean that there is no uh, room for, 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 for difference? There is. There is. Uh, first, if the, if the differences are not contradictory. And they say, they describe them as اختلاف تنوع and not اختلاف تضاد. اختلاف تنوع what is تنوع? Diversity. But not contradictory. For example, someone says, Asrat al-Mustaqim is the Prophet Some of the Salaf said, or Asrat al-Mustaqim is the Quran. Or Asrat al-Mustaqim is Salah. Maybe there is no contradiction here. Because Asrat al-Mustaqim can be all these. Uh, what is not to be uh, accepted a, uh, are the, uh, is the interpretation, as I have said several times, uh, interpretations which are uh, contradictory, but sometimes, mm, even when the uh, interpretations are contradictory, you don't find good evidence to, uh, yeah, not everyone, uh, perhaps some Alims can do this, not everyone can find good evidence to say that this is the true interpretation and that is the false one. But in, in principle, every one of us has to believe that there is a definite, true meaning to every verse of the Quran. If the differences are, are, are differences of people uh, who follow uh, the right method, then they are said to be uh, accept, acceptable differences. And there is a difference, for example, um, if uh, physicists say differ on, on something and they follow the scientific method but in spite of this they differ so so no layman can say since these physicists differ and they have two opinions why not I can add a third opinion it will not be accepted because this will be just uh, whimsical it, it is not based on any uh, on any um, uh, evidence uh, so, um, yeah, and I just wanted to um, emphasize the fact uh, yeah, and you must, you must, uh, you must have, have strong belief. Mm? You see, you cannot be a good uh, Muslim if you don't have yaqeen. Mm? Yaqeen means that you, uh, yeah, yeah, you believe strongly. You don't have any doubt in your heart that uh, the Quran must have definite meaning that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala meant it to be a message uh, for, for, uh, for us and then 
uh, you seek that true meaning you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to show you uh, the truth as the Prophet وسلم, uh, used to uh, make dua and we need that dua more than the Prophet وسلم, Allahumma arina and rahumma ajna al-haqqa haqqan warzuqna attiba'a wa arina al-batila batilan warzuqna ijtinaba oh Allah show us truth as truth and help us to follow it and show us falsehood as falsehood and help us to avoid it we need uh, uh, this dua because as human beings we make mistakes we are ignorant but if we are sincere then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not punish us for, for, for the mistakes that we, uh, we make or, um, or when we do something thinking that it's right and it turns out to be uh, wrong Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not punish us for that so it depends on our sincerity and, and it depends on the fact that we are seeking uh, the truth and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is v- very merciful He promised that if you, if you seek the truth then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will, will guide you to it وَالَّذِينَ جَاهَدُوا فِينَا لَنَهْدِيَنَّهُمْ سُبُلًا Those who strive in our way we will show them our way نقول قول هذا واستغفر الله العظيم Now, they say that you study, uh, you start by learning what is halal for you, what is obligatory for you to do, what is haram for you. This is the basic thing. And, and for that, you don't have to be a great alim, you don't have to study Arabic, you don't have um, even, perhaps even to read the Quran or know a hadith of the Prophet Wasallam. And any Muslim can tell you that uh, it is for, uh, this is the way to pray, this is the way to, make, to, 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 to fast, this is the way to make a hajj, uh, don't, uh, don't drink, don't um, indulge in riba and so on. This, this is the first thing. Uh, what is obligatory and what is uh, haram for you to do. Uh, the second thing, then you start studying the Quran. Studying the Quran and preferably with the Sunnah at the same time. With the Sunnah at the same time. And my advice is that uh, you start by, uh, 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 what do you say? You start by reading uh, a very short commentary on the Quran whether you are studying it in Arabic or in English uh, before you delve into the great tafasir you want to understand have, yani, uh, you have an idea of the whole book so uh, if you are reading in English that is like uh, like tafsir because uh, uh, you know most of the English words that are useful but if you find some of the expressions, and I do find them, some of the uh, expressions misleading, 
or you, uh, you don't understand what they mean also, then you have to uh, uh, consult some people uh, who know. Unfortunately, uh, we don't have a good tafsir, in a good short tafsir uh, in English. Uh, uh, I am told that uh, Ibn Kathir is translating that there is a, there is a uh, 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 summary of some of Ibn Kathir so, so you read some of these tafasir uh, 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 at the same time you read uh, you read fiqh and he, uh, at the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa this, this deen is very strong huh? so uh, enter it slowly huh? don't rush <laughs> uh, otherwise uh, it will uh, what do you say defeat you so if you are starting just go slowly go slowly uh, read uh, perhaps you start by reading just a few verses of the Quran every day with uh, and study the meaning, read uh, one or two hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Read, uh, start reading the life of the Prophet. That is easy to read and very interesting, uh, and so on. We have, we have a question from the sisters. Could you please repeat for us the dua of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam in Arabic? Allahumma arina al-haqqa haqqan. Naam. Allahumma arina al-haqqa haqqan wa rasulna al-tibaa wa arina al-baatila baatilan wa rasulna al-tinaba. اللهم أرنا الحق حقا ورسقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطلا ورسقنا اجتنابه اللهم أرنا الحق حقا ورسقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطلا ورسقنا اجتنابه. The brother wants to know what's the difference between the nasir and the mansur and if this gives a strong idea or strong evidence for those people who say that you can give different interpretation of the Quran. And, and nasq, uh, the correct meaning of uh, and nasq uh, is not abrogation as, uh, as, as, uh, as it is usually translated it is uh, any qualification uh, of any ayah is called uh, nasq and this means that the ayah is not uh, to be understood as it, as, as it is it is to be understood in the light of the verse which came after it uh, and uh, and this applies only to sta- uh, this does not apply to statements. This, remember, this is very important. Nath does not apply to statements of fact. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala does not say that so and so is the fact, and then after some time he says, no, what I told you is the fact is not a fact. Allah does not say this. Fact applies only to orders and prohibitions. And, and, and there is uh, a nasq applies only to, to, to commands, to orders and prohibitions and, and, and this, uh, and this uh, yeah, and there is justification for this because orders and prohibitions depend on the circumstances of the people for example there is uh, uh, there is a verse which says in yakum minkum ishruna sabiruna uh, if, 20, uh, if in, 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 in a battle 20 of you should uh, stand against 200 then there Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
sent down another verse which said that Allah knows now that you are weak so you can't do this so instead of 1 to 10 he made it 1 to 1 because the circumstance of the people changed or take the famous example of the uh, of the of of wine people uh, used to drink wine and uh, it would not have been wise before telling people about Allah before telling them about the hereafter before telling them about Salah to start by saying telling them don't drink as the Sayyid Aisha said that had Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala started by this everyone would have said we will never stop drinking <laughs> but he introduced them to the Lord to, to the Khalik they knew Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they knew about the hereafter then Salah made a change in their, in their hearts in fact some of them began to feel even before the verses were uh, were, were, were revealed someone like Umar uh, they began to feel that yani, this, this, um, these intoxicants have to be for, yeah, forbidden why? why? because they could see the difference in the state of, of mind or soul uh, the difference between the state in which they find themselves when they pray and the state which they find themselves when they are drunk hmm? so they could see that the, the, yani, the, the, the God uh, who prescribes Salah for us cannot make khamr uh, halal and so on so, so there is no uh, question of, uh, of contradiction uh, in Al-Nasif al we have a no as a comment in response to those who claim the Quran has so many different interpretations that everything is vague, not certain, one can say that if all knowledge is from Allah and Allah gave us mathematics as such a certain, clear and well-defined discipline, how can we believe that Allah has left us with the utter vagueness and lack of clarity in the, in the only knowledge that will get us uh, to heaven and keep us from hellfire? Yeah. But um, you have to bear in mind that there is a difference between saying that uh, all, all, all knowledge is from Allah in the sense that uh, uh, this is revealed, these words are revealed uh, by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to human beings and saying that uh, all knowledge is from Allah in the sense that whatever human beings acquire is created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the second is not like the first. Because in the second, uh, what you call uh, yani human knowledge uh, might not be uh, knowledge. Even in mathematics, you make mistakes. Huh? Uh, uh, even the greatest mathematician can make mistakes in mathematics. No. No. Yes, but uh, I, I have repeated so many times here. This does not mean that the 72 are cut. 
all these belong to the Ummah of the Prophet that uh, when they say Ahlul Sunnah and those who follow the, uh, the path of the Prophet these will not be punished they go straight to paradise the others may be punished the others may be punished but they ultimately go to paradise also this is because they belong to the Ummah of the Prophet and uh, for example take, take the Shia do we now prevent them from coming to hajj? No. Because we, we take them to be Muslims. They are Muslims. So we don't say, don't come to hajj. But we don't allow the Qadianis to come to hajj. Why? Because they say that there is a prophet after Muhammad This is proof. These are not, uh, cannot be counted among the 73 or the Baha'is also uh, or someone uh, say who insults the Prophet or uh, says something uh, about the Quran or so but if one makes a mistake even in some of these fundamental matters a mistake that does not take him or her out of the fold of Islam we will say that he deviated but we will not say that uh, 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 he became kafir and this is uh, and inshallah uh, some other time one of the brothers uh, should talk about this in some detail I think we all uh, uh, I think we uh, perhaps we did not take this matter seriously and that uh, caused division among the Muslims because if we take this seriously that these people are Muslims and that they used to uh, by, by the early um, Muslim they used to be called Ahl al-Qibla hmm? if one turns in his Salah to, 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 to the Qibla these are Muslims so if you consider them they're Muslims then we should cooperate with them we should cooperate with them uh, we should not say because we are Ahl Sunnah we don't cooperate with, uh, with this group of people or that group of people we should not say this we even pray behind them you don't pray behind someone whom you get to be kafir but if I know that the Imam of a certain masjid I know for sure for example that he drinks uh, secretly <laughs> <laughs> uh, would it be would it be halal for me to pray behind him yes because if, if, if I do not then I will be harming myself I will not be harming that uh, imam it is, it is important because when I come and pray this is salat al-jama'ah and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give me a reward Allah will not say your salah is not accepted because your imam drinks especially if he I mean if he is drunk at that time I don't pray but I don't <laughs> because this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says so if he, if he is drunk uh, you don't pray but uh, uh, same thing all, all these sins even if they are uh, even if they are great sins 
uh, if I don't have an alternative, if I have an alternative, of course, if there are two mosques and I can go to one or the other, and the imam of one of the of the masjids is better than that, no, I go to the to the better. Uh, I, I pray behind the better uh, imam, but I don't boycott uh, a masjid and pray at home. This is, you see. These are the directions of the shaitan. <laughs> because the shaitan wants to create division uh, among Muslims. And, uh, and unity is a very, very important Islamic principle. So we sacrifice some things for the sake of unity, of the unity of the Muslim. However, this does not mean uh, that you compromise. Hmm? It does not mean that you don't criticize. Hmm? I criticize the Shia, I criticize uh, the people now we call modernists, you know, so I criticize them I should, because uh, it is our duty as Muslims to enjoy what is good and to forbid what is bad and, uh, and, and the worst thing uh, 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 the, the, the worst thing are things that are related to matters of aqidah, so if one um, is deviant in matters of aqidah, then I should, uh, I should criticize, uh, criticize him. Uh, now, and take him as Muslims at, at the center. Now, my first question is, is this principle, this uh, principle that you mentioned, does it uh, apply to the muhkam? What, what, what principle? I, I mentioned, I think, many things. So. Interpretation of the... I, I guess the interpretation of the Quran. Single interpretation. Huh? The, the interpretation. The single interpretation of, of the Quran. Of course. Yes, it, yes, it applies. It applies to all the statements and, and, uh, of the Quran. The statements and the orders of prohibitions of the Quran. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not say, we see many people make this mistake. Allah did not say that the mutashabih cannot be understood. Hmm? Allah did not say cannot be understood. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is wise. He does not convey to us words that we don't understand. Hmm? What, what would be the use of conveying them to us? Huh? And this is just like. Um, uh, using some Chinese statements uh, uh, while addressing Arabs. What is the use of those words? I don't understand what they mean. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would not do something like this. But Sir Mutashabih does not mean that it is open for all kinds of interpretation. In fact, the verse in which uh, the Mutashabih was mentioned showed us what to do with the mutashabi. It said that you understand this in the light of the muhkam. Hmm? The, 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 the people, uh, those who are deviant, uh, make the mutashabi the basic thing. Hmm? Mutashabi is uh, yeah, the best uh, explanation of the mutashabi, as I said, I think, last time, is uh, uh, verses uh, which uh, talk about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and use uh, attributes which are we think are peculiar to human beings 
like face and eye and, and, and hand and, uh, and so on so a, a deviant person would say that uh, Allah said he has hands and there is no meaning uh, you know, of hand except this so Allah must have a hand like this and he can tell you uh, I am I am depending on the Quran it's what Allah said mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, and it is you who, who is uh, making uh, an unacceptable an, an interpretation when you say something else uh, so, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that this is to be interpreted in the, in the light of the muhkam what is the muhkam? لَيْسَ كَمِثْلِهِ شَيْءٍ nothing is like Allah so you, you affirm the fact it says it in the Quran that Allah has eyes or, or hand or so but then you add to yourself and to people who you are teaching the other verse so his hand is not like this hand his eyes cannot be like these eyes what do they look like? I don't know because I haven't seen him hmm? no, uh, and it is not possible for uh, human beings in this world to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so we only know his attributes but we don't know the form that these attributes take when they apply to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but in the hereafter inshallah we see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. A complete list of available lectures by Sheikh Jafar Idris is as follows JSI 1 Muslims' Duty in the West, JSI 2 Love of the Prophet, JSI 3 Commentary on Surah Al Fatiha, JSI 4 Human Rights in Islam, JSI 5 Peace and the Spread of Islam GSI 6 Education in the West GSI 7 Islamization of Science GSI 8 Can there be more than one Islam? GSI 10 Is the Truth Relative? To obtain your copy of these lectures visit us at ciie.org